Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to swarm the 402. Welcome the Nebraska Hawks. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their prime, but they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is cancelled! Corn Husker? More like Corn Sucker. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go, Hawks! All right, welcome wow. back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye Oasis located in the Nebraska desert. We are joined today by Tariq Holman, former Iowa Hawkeyes football star. I, I feel like you're feeling that intro intro video pretty big, man. I was I was excited, man. I, I saw that stuff and it, it got it got my goosebumps flowing. I watched uh, I watched the Hawkeyes uh, wrestle Penn State the other day uh, on yeah. the Big Ten on the Big Ten Network and. Um, you know, being down in Carver Hawkeye and seeing that just brought back a lot of memories. And then I watched the uh, the special that they had on the on the Brands Brothers afterwards. Yeah, I was all sure. excited, man. So I've been I've been uh, you know going with the Hawkeyes real hard this this last this last week, and I'm I'm excited to be on. I really appreciate you guys having me. Well, it wasn't quite the it wasn't quite the outcome we wanted Friday night, but you know what? Yeah. We get we're going to get a chance at him again later this season. So we're uh, I think we just sized him up and uh, we got him in the sights for later. Right. Well, if anybody hasn't watched that Brands documentary, you got to take some time. Get on like uh, BTN On Demand. I don't even know if they have that, but um, I'm sure they'll be replaying the heck out of it. That was one of the best little documentaries I've ever seen. I mean, those guys, when you get on the map with the Brands Brothers, it's (laughs) going to be costly. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, like that fire. I was getting really fired up watching that. And I was watching with my mother-in-law and she's like, I I love the part where. I love the part where, um, you know, he's talking about, you know, sometimes how you have the, you know, you're trying to um, put the pieces to the puzzle together and sometimes just got to repaint the picture. You know, I'm, I'm definitely stealing that one. So, uh, but it was, it was definitely exciting. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't understand what it's like to, to go, you know, to go through that process and do some of the stuff that those guys have done. And I just have a ton of respect, not only for guys that have been a part of that program, but even the guys that are, you know, on, um, on, uh, you know, at my high school that wrestled too, it's a, it's a tough sport. Um, it's not one of those sports that you can just kind of be a part of the team. You got to go out there and, you know, it's just you and one other person on the mat and you got to make it happen. Yeah. 
So, Tariq, go ahead and tell us where you're at right now, what you're up to, uh, you know, family. Uh, where's Tariq Holman at these days, and what's he doing? Uh, I am the, I am currently in, in Woodbridge, New Jersey. I've uh, been in my house since New Year's Eve, so we just bought a new house. I'm excited about that. I'm the head football coach at, at JFK Memorial High School. It's, like, right in the center of, of New Jersey. This is going into my, to my third year, um, and I'm just really excited to do this. This is my 21st year of teaching and coaching. Um, I'm also the head um, spring track coach, so I've been kind of doing that for the last uh, couple of years. Um, my uh, my wife Kimberly is is behind us, I'm <laughs> working on her house. My son Braylon and is is in his room, and my daughter Leah, who's, who's 13. My son's 11. My daughter Leah is 13. Um, they're both here, so that's that's kind of my family. I moved back um, to New Jersey after I got out of college. I had a little stint in the NFL, and and then I've been back ever since. Well, if they want to jump in and stick their head in and say hi, tell them they're more than welcome. This is a family-friendly <laughs> show. Yeah, Braylon, Braylon is excited. He's a he's he's he was definitely pulling for the Bengals. All um, right, so he's he, he's excited that the Bengals won. So yeah, he's doing end zone dances around here. While I told him I was getting on an interview, so he had to kind of pipe down a little bit. But he'll probably he'll probably show himself a little bit. All right, <laughs> hey, it's all welcome. We've got kids, pets. <clears throat> Uh, you know, about everything shows up in the background of our, our videos. So yes. it's all good. So take us back to growing up, Tariq, where you're from. You're, I mean, you're basically in your own backyard from where you grew up, if I recall. But Well, um, well actually, I, I grew up in the city of St. Louis. Um, oh, really? And that's where, yep, that's where my, that's where my parents were from. Um, I moved out here to New Jersey when I got into the eighth grade. So okay. I've been in New Jersey since the eighth grade. Um, I grew up in um, Randolph, New Jersey. That's where I went to high school out here. And uh, then ha- got the opportunity to, to, to come to Iowa and, uh, you know, and, and really enjoy my experience there and made some lifelong friends and, and just had a wonderful experience. And it's, you know, it's glad to, to catch up with Hawkeye fans all over the place, you know, and um, we got a, I know we got a new uh, New Jersey quarterback coming um, out to Iowa now, uh, Marco Linez. And yep. uh, when I when I heard that news, um, I, I gave him a call and had a great conversation with him. And uh, I'm really excited to you know, to keep up with the, with the Jersey Hawkeyes and, you know, and, and keep that thing going. All right, Trey, now we need to stop here. You need to tell us about this kid. <laughs> what do we need to know about Marco? What kind of kid is he? Um, what, you, what you've seen about his skill set and what we can expect from him? Uh, he's a stud. But one of the things that, that I, I think you guys are going to love is that he, um, he has a ton of personality. He, he works extremely hard. Um, he's one of those guys that's going to earn this respect. He's going to earn his, his position. He, he, he works extremely hard. Um, he'll rally the troops. Um, he's a, he's a great athlete and, uh, he's, he's, if he's not the best, he's going to work until he, until he becomes the best. Um, but you know, just a high character kid with a, with a high work ethic. And, you know, he's, he's, he's football through and through. He's, he's a leader and he's going to do a great job for Iowa for sure. All right. All right. So we go from one New Jersey kid going to Iowa to another one, Tariq. What was it, uh, you know, as you came up through the ranks, you know, what was it about football that you, uh, Got into that. And what was it that brought you to Iowa City? How was your recruitment? And uh, you know, give us a little background. Uh, well, when I when I was uh, being recruited um, at the time, I think uh, Iowa had you know we had several players from Iowa, and that was the that was probably one of the one of the selling points that that really got me there. But also um, just just to get on the get on the flight and, and go out to visit Iowa City, I think was the big thing. Um, Coach Verducci was uh was a he recruited New Jersey and he did it you know he he and his family were well known um, throughout the course of the you know throughout the state um, from some of the things that they have done and coach Reducci I owe him a lot for 
um, allowing me to to come out. Um, but my dad kind of talked me into taking the trip because my dad was um, my dad went to Drake University, um, and and you know I, I asked him after I got out of college. I said, "Why would anyone want to go to a uh, to a college named after a track meet?" But um, <laughs> he, so he, but uh, yeah, That's hilarious. <laughs> so my dad, uh, my dad went to Drake. Uh, my mom went to Iowa Wesleyan for a little bit. So I, I did, I did grow up with some with some Iowa roots. And uh, when I went out um, to Iowa, I fell in love with with the place, um, with the college, with the university, with my teammates. And, um, you know, I ended up having a, a wonderful experience. All right, Tariq. Now, he's got the shades. He's got the cool white pants. Usually had the flowing mustache. Tell us about the man Hayden Fry, what type of person he was, because he's definitely one of the most charismatic coaches in college football history. Uh he is everybody that's around him. The guy commands the room and everyone we've talked to has great stories about just being around him and being coached by him. What, what was coach Fry like as a, as a human being and how was it playing for him? Uh, coach, coach Fry definitely sealed the deal for me. I mean, uh, when he came, when he came to my house, um, he, first of all, he came in, he had his Rose Bowl boots on and I, I'd never seen cowboy <laughs> boots like that before. In my that's life. awesome. Like, Man, he's, he's big time. So he came in and, you know, so my, my, my mom and dad are sitting in the family room and my younger brother kind of just parked himself on the floor. Well, Coach Fry comes in. Coach Fry gets on the floor with my, with, with my little brother. So I got Hayden Fry on my floor in my family room telling me to come to a school. It was a done deal at that point. Uh, nice. but, um, Coach, Coach Fry did a, an awesome job of um, creating a, a, a family type of, of culture that was around, that was established. I don't think Coach Fry ever yelled at me. Now, I got yelled at a lot at all, but he, he was able to, to put it together where he was, never, um, he, he was never part of a negative experience that had to do with you as a player. You know? So if he, had, if he wanted to get on me, he would get on the coach first, and, mm-hmm. and the coach would get on me. You know? So he had that, he had that all um, kind of worked out. Um, but, you know, just just a, a culture of having fun and enjoyment and 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 loving to win and, and putting it out there on the line. And, um, you know, he was a, I called him a master chef because he could cook it for you any way you wanted it. You know, he could he could be the guy that could, you know, and, and he had all his little um, fryisms where, you know, he he had certain words that he would use in it and, you know, doing a hokey pokey and. And, and all of those things were just a, a lot of fun. And I just have so many fond memories of, of, of Coach Fry as well as, you know, the rest of the guys from the staff when I, when I was at Iowa. Sure. So were there any other schools you were considering, Tariq, or was it pretty much Iowa from the start? Um, no, I took, a, I took a trip down to Wake Forest uh, when Jim Caldwell was the head, head coach there. And, uh, and, yeah, and he was – and, you know, he said, listen, if we don't get you here at Wake Forest, you got to make sure you go to Iowa because he's an Iowa grad as well. So. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I took a I took a visit to there. I took a visit to the University of Illinois um, when Coach Tepper was was there. Um, I was I was recruited by Pitt um, when, when Coach Majors uh, was was the head coach at uh, at Pitt. Um, Rutgers, of course, um, down there during that same time. So those are kind of the most of the schools that were were in the hunt. Um, a little bit of Purdue came on at towards the end a little bit, and and Michigan State. That was really it. Okay. Well, Tariq, a lot of the guys that we talked to, uh, we asked them about what the recruiting process was like. And uh, 
how Iowa played into the mix. And it's pretty consistent. Most guys are like, Iowa was just different. It was just special, you know, the people. What was it for you that made Iowa different and stand out from the pack? Um, I, I think just walking around the campus, I think the big thing about recruiting is actually just getting the athlete to Iowa. You know what I mean? And and I think when you when you come from Jersey and you hear Iowa, you're like, I don't know. You know, I'm going to go out there and, you know, it's going to be nothing but cornfields. But I, I think <laughs> I think once when you when you see the location of Iowa, because I still had a lot of family that, that lived in St. Louis. So I was about three hours from there. Nice. You know, you're about three hours from Chicago. You know, you're a couple hours from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And um, I think that was one thing. But the other selling point was uh, just my teammates. Um, I think we had 12. Um, we had, I think we had about 12 New Jersey guys on the, on a roster at that time. Um, Iowa had, had gotten the, uh, the Gatorade player of the year prior to me going there, Vernon Rollins. Mm. Um, he was, he was my roommate. And before him, they had Richard Carter. He had, he was my roommate. And, you know, and before him, um, there was Scott Slusker and, and Bobby Diaco. And so we, we were super tight as far as, um, you know, just just being and, and being proud of being from New Jersey and being at Iowa. So when I when I took the trip down and, you know, there were there's there's a lot of legacy there, like, you know, like Mike Roney and, and Tony Stewart and mm-hmm. Danon Hughes and um, and and uh, and Bo Porter. You know, I wore I wore number two because I wanted to be like Bo Porter. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think there's something to be said about that. And, you know, just kind of paving the way for those that come. Um, after you. So that, that was a, a huge selling point too. And, you know, being able to play football at a, at a super high level and, you know, in the state of Iowa, there's no professional sports. So, you know, I was, I was a part of some really good teams and, you know, I was also a part of the team when, when coach Ferris first took over and, you know, we weren't all that good as far as wins and losses, but the stadium was still packed, you know, I, I, and, I, and I had a, a terrific experience. So, I mean, you, you have, all that coupled with a great education and, and playing, being a part of the best conference in football, um, it's, it's a no-brainer. All right. So if the Jersey boys are all going out when they've got a night off, where are we hanging out in Iowa City back in the, uh, back in the day? Uh, well, we, we, we always got to go to the old Vine. I don't know about the new Vine. I, I, haven't been, <laughs> I haven't been back in Iowa City in a while, but the wings from the Vine were always the best. So that that would be the place to go. But the, the Pet Mall used to be used to be a, a real good place to to hang out um, during that time too. I think what we have um, there was like Vito's right there. There was a field house. There was a union. Yep. <laughs> uh, there was all kinds of places to kind of hang out. But I, I mean, I think that's the other thing too. You know, you got that you got that little that city atmosphere, and you know, a lot of things to do, a lot of places to hang out, a lot of great people, and uh, you know, that's that's a recipe for a terrific experience. True. Walk us into that transition with Coach Fry uh, retiring and Coach Ferentz coming in. What was that news like with hearing about Coach Fry uh, stepping down and retiring? And then what were your guys' thoughts and first impressions on Coach Ferentz when he came in? That was tough. Um, it, it was tough for me because, you, you know, as you especially me going into my senior year, um, you have aspirations and you have, you know, kind of a vision of how things are going to unfold for you. And, and how things unfolded for those in front of you. Um, but uh, when, when Coach Ferentz came in, I mean, the, you know, his, his, his resume was, was terrific. I mean, you know, having the, the NFL experience, um, you know, and, and being a head coach before, um, you knew that he had what it took to, to, to do the job. Um, and then having his Iowa roots as well. Um, you know, you know, made him a, a really good candidate to do it. But I, I think the one thing that 
Coach Ferentz took no time in doing was trying to establish the culture that he wanted to establish as far as um, the game of football was concerned. And uh, that, for me as a player, was a little bit difficult because I think, you you know, you kind of train yourself, get used to it. Um, you know, I've been used to playing Coach Coach Elliott's, uh, you know, defense. And then um, so so things kind of changed a little bit. Um, I got I had, I had three – what I have? Uh, three – I had four coaches, four different DB coaches when I was there. Um, mm-hmm. Coach Long was actually my coach. Um, when, and, you know, so when Coach Long takes over as my defensive backs coach, I'm like, oh, they're just throwing us to the wolves now. You know? But <laughs> – um, but I, I think that one of the things that I, that I learned from from Coach Long that you know I tell my kids right now is that what better person to teach you how to intercept a quarterback than than a quarterback, you know? Yeah. And uh, I mean that was one of the that was one of the um, you know, he was definitely one of the best defensive backs coach that I had, you know, because first of all you learn it, the ball from the other side of the field, and now mm-hmm. as a coach I have a ton of respect for not only what what I learned from Coach Fry but for um, the way that Coach Ferentz came in and, and kind of implemented his culture from day one. And, you know, when, you, in, when you're trying to infuse culture, there's always culture shock, you know. And, uh, and, and, that, and I was a part of that, that shock, so to speak. Um, but, and, you know, and I had a lot of teammates that, that didn't necessarily make it through that last year, which was, mm-hmm. you know, which, was, um, which wasn't good. But um, at the end of the day, you know, he wanted – he had a job to do. And, you know, we realized that if we listened to him and, and we followed his lead, you know, he's getting guys into the NFL. Um, his, his record speaks for itself. And, um, and you know, and that's that that's what he got hired to do. Yeah. So back up just a little bit, Tariq, you mentioned mm-hmm. a name that of uh, Bobby Elliott and kind of go back and let's talk about Coach Elliott, because for those of us that are old enough to remember that era, um, you know, there's a lot of talk that he might have been the coach instead of Kirk Ferentz back in the day, had it not been for his illness. But talk to us about Coach Elliott and your experiences and what kind of guy he was while you played there. Um, one of the greatest human beings that I've ever had the honor of being around. Um and and I think those are the other things that I saw when, you know, in, in coming to Iowa was was the was the support staff was the was the other football coaches that were there. I mean, Coach Elliott actually trusted me to watch his house once. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, and you know, Tariq, I'm, I got to go here for the summer. Hey, just walk the dog. Make sure that that this is done. And he hands me the keys to his house. I'm saying, Coach. Um, no, I'm I'm 18. I'm 19. I'm 20 years old. Like you, you, you trusted me to do that, um, and and I, I think it was things like that that um, that really made that family atmosphere that we had at Iowa special. Um, because if, if if he can trust me to to watch his house and take care of his home while he's gone, he can definitely trust me to to make sure that I'm in the right coverage. You know, and if he can trust me to do that, I'm going to trust him to know that he knows what he's doing and. When he tells me to do something, I'm running through that. I'm, you know, I'm running through that brick wall as hard as I can because he told me that I not only can I do it, showed me how to do it, and he, and he trusts me to have me out there. Um, so, I think I think it was things like that, um, you know, that uh, that that really made made Coach special. Um, he he actually was able to pierce my heart as a player, um, and and I knew how much he cared about me um, first and foremost. And and when you get coaches that can do that, he can coach you hard, you know. And that, you know, that saying that players don't care how much you know until they know how much you care is, is definitely evident through him. Um, he so once he got me to that point, um, you know, I, I could get on the field and do whatever it was that, that he wanted me to do and, and give 100 percent effort, not only for myself, but for him. And, you know, and that that was something that was mm-hmm. important. 
All right, Jerry. Um, I just got word from the production team. They got your video all set up and ready to go. <laughs> you you want to set well, the stage here and talk right. about that, or do you want to hold yeah, off? No, let's let's take it. There's a there's a let's take it. This is uh, let me see here. Um, there was a, let me see if I can find the date. Maybe maybe uh, let me see here. It was like October of 1998, I believe. <laughs> and um, Iowa and Michigan are playing with. You know, and they were. I was playing a quarterback that was, you know, he was a future sixth rounder. He was all right, but um. Anyway, if you want to play the video here, but uh, Coach Holman right. had a had a couple highlights against this guy. So let's check this out. <laughs> Where is the, the signals in from the sideline? Street and Knight, the two experienced wideouts. Not a lot of substituting of personnel on a day like this, as far as Michigan is concerned. Brady looks underneath for Williams, goes over him. Intercepted, picked off by Holman on the ricochet. The second turnover by the Wolverines, and this definitely was not Brady's fault. Right in and out of the hands of the receiver. Good job of protection. Right, watch the double team right there on DeVries. Brady gets slapped in the face, but throws a great pass tonight right through his hands. for Knight, coming back far sideline, tie streaks, intercepted again, picked off by Holman, his second of the game. All right, well, that, that, that's, that, I, I, I don't know, I'm not great what? at math, but I'm counting there. That's two interceptions against the GOAT. You okay there, Jerry? What's up? Well, I just did anything ever happen with that Brady character? Did he ever go on to do anything with the rest of his life? I mean, I don't know. I looked like it looked like Tariq was uh, sending him on an early retirement there. <laughs> I, I, I heard through the grapevine that he would have played another two or three years if it wasn't for that day. Uh, <laughs> t- taking some years off that career with all that stress with those interceptions, you know. <laughs> Well, he was just lucky you didn't come into the NFL and follow him, or he might not have had half the playing career, right? Take us through that game. Yeah, I I, take us through that game, Trig, and tell us about, you know, I mean, you know, you're one of, you know, it was actually surprising because there was probably about six or seven, eight guys maybe in the NFL that had two picks in a game against them. But, you know, what, take us through what that feeling's like knowing that you, he's, you, you picked off the goat twice in one game in college. Yeah, it was it was much better until someone posted the film because I could I could <laughs> tell the story and then I could say you know it was it was the Rose Bowl it was it was fourth and seven and he had the score and I I, I had it all set up but then someone found the film and and so the kid and the kids can find anything now so they're like coach the kid dropped the ball and he threw it and he put it right into your well, hands but <laughs> but well. I I think I think the uh, my my memories of the game were. Um, I had a whole. I had a lot of tackles that game. So I, I had I had Ten. two picks, but I think I had a, I had a several tackles. And 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 there was one tackle that I didn't make that stood out. They had a tight end, Jeremy Tooman. It was like third and four, and they threw him, you know, the ball in the flat. And I had a business decision to make. I was like, all right, can I come up and make this tackle on this guy? And he ran me over. Oh my god! And I was holding on to his ankle, and and you know he ended up getting the first down. And I, I think that one at first stood out um, to me the most. But um, I also remember losing the game and, and just feeling terrible that you know we should we should have had that one, and you know how how much that would have meant to us as as a program. And you know I just I just I I, I couldn't stand that fact either. But 
um, but playing on ABC and, uh, and, and and coming back to Randolph and having everybody uh, had, had been able to see the game and, and things like that was was pretty cool. So yeah. um, years later, looking back on it, um, it's it's a lot better now than it was then. <laughs> um, and and I and I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this horse until, yeah. <laughs> as long as I can. So I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping it's a it's a farce and he's gonna come back and he's not retiring because it's it's one of the few things that I have to hold on to. So I might have to try to see if I can talk him into coming on back. I don't think with him retiring that takes anything away from it, in my opinion. <laughs> but you know, tell the kids if they're gonna say anything about it. It you know. Bring it over to basketball. You block Michael Jordan's shot when he's taking the ball. It doesn't matter if you jumped off your teammate teammates back to do it. You did it. You blocked the goat's shot. Like, you know what I mean? You intercepted what, who many people would say is the greatest quarterback of all time in the NFL. Pretty awesome, regardless of how it happened. Well, yeah, you know right. what? And, you know, let's face it, Brent Musburger did you no favors on that play-by-play. I mean, he just was quick to point <laughs> yeah. out that was, it was a Brady's fault. Well, maybe Brady shouldn't have – he should have threw it further out. He should have threw more of an out pattern, you know. It's like nah, maybe it was the second. The second one was much better than the first one. I got beef with Musburger anyway because he always does that. He plays favorites so bad whenever he calls a game. He gets one or two guys that he falls in love with. And they can do no wrong no matter what during the game. So, I mean, it was like that with us with Christian McCaffrey in the Rose Bowl. And whenever he's calling a game of any kind, he grabs onto about one or two guys and he could throw the worst interception of all time. Oh, it wasn't his fault. You didn't have the protection (laughs) you needed or. Right. I think they were trying to. I I, want to say that I don't think Tom was supposed to. I don't think Brady was supposed to be the starter that game either. I think he was. I think he was a backup getting his shot for maybe the second game had been playing a little bit before that. And and I think that was kind of the thing that he was they were saying, all right, you know the, the the backup hasn't made a mistake. That one's not on him. So so take it easy on him. So I, okay. I think you guys, I think you guys got a got a great point. Hit the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> but anyway, um, so coming forward to the high school career, we got this, and then we got a fan question right after that. But anyway, the uh, okay, you get into high school coaching. What are some of the concepts and the principles that? You know, Coach Fry, Coach Elliott, Coach Ferentz, what are some of the things you carry with you from Iowa that you utilize with your coaching out in New Jersey now? Um, I, I think the, I think the big thing is is just making sure that um, you put together an experience for the kids. Um, at the end of the day, most of the, most of the, the kids, probably 85, 90 percent, probably even more or less are going to um, not play, you know, put on that helmet for the lot for the last time. You know, and, and I, I think from from the time that they come in to the time that they leave, um, you know, the, the game of football can can teach you so many life lessons that, you know, just just being out in the world um, can't teach you. Um, and, and just really holding on to, to those aspects of the game and making sure that, you know, you, you get a chance to create sometimes some of that artificial adversity that um, that you can that you can give to to young men and uh, and, and to help them along the way. Uh, but also just making it fun. Um, the thing about football is that like, they don't say you work football, you play football. And um, the thing that, about it that's different is like with the game of football, there's a definite window of when you start and when you can't play anymore. You know, I can, I can get with my guys and go out and play hoops all I want. You know, I can, I can do all those things, but you can't, um, you, unfortunately you can't get a, you know, can't go out there with 11 guys and strap it up and, you know, and, and play the game of football. Um, and, and one of the things I tell my kids is that like, there's, there's no feeling like walking out into, um, walk, walking out into a stadium full of, 
full of fans, you know, walking out to Kinnick Stadium full of fans and, and just seeing everyone cheer, um, you know, and, and singing that fight song and, you know, and, and some of the relationships and the experiences that you have. And, you know, those are the type of things that I try to, you know, try to um, try to implement within my program. And, you know, I just want my kids to come back and say, you know what, coach, I had a great experience. Um, you know, I learned this, I learned that. And I think some things that are pretty cool is that now I've, I've been doing it for long enough that I, you know, I'm, I'm getting invited to weddings now, you know, I'm, um, I'm, I'm seeing sure. some of the, some of the, 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 the kids um, turn to men. I think one of the other thing that's pretty cool about Tom Brady is that one of my kids was on his team, you know, when he was with the Patriots. So having a guy that I played against and now really? uh, one of the kids that I coach that, you know, he ended up going to Wisconsin and and playing on the same team and, and winning the Super Bowl with Tom Brady, you know, and I, and I played against him. So I think I think some of those things um, are, you know, it just makes it really, really fun. It makes it, you know, it give, gives me an opportunity to give back to the game that I feel like changed my life. Uh, uh, and, you know, I don't take that for granted. Tariq, one of our favorite coaches of all time, and I was lucky enough to meet him one time, Norm Parker, uh, is a legend at Iowa. Tell us about what it was like playing for Norm and what kind of guy he was. He was fiery. You know, Norm, Norm was, was fiery, man. And he he knew the game like no other. I, I think that the most, um, you know, I didn't get a chance to spend a lot of time um, with, with Norm. Um, but the one thing that I, that I, that I always just say in a, he, you know, he, he, I say that he coined the term and I know, um, coach from Minnesota, I won't say his name, um, <laughs> but he, he likes to say row the boat. Well, well, coach was saying row the boat a, a long time ago. And, uh, you know, and that was, that was kind of the mantra that he coached the game with, which meant, you know, do your part. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's not about you. It's about us. Um, and, and, you know, you work your, you work your tail off and you get a lot of respect for it. And one of the things that I saw about him is when I was down in, in Tampa, um, after I graduated, seeing some of the coaches that he had coached when he was down at Vanderbilt and those guys loved him, you know, and, and he so you can see that he made a difference. And at the end of the day, I mean, I, I think that's the most important thing is, you know, you 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 know, your time that you're able to do some of the things that you love are, are definitely limited. And you know, at the end of the day, if you can say you made a difference, then then, you're, you know, you, you can um, you can hang your hat on that. And, you know, and coach made a difference. Yeah. All right. So the fan question we teased a little bit here is from it's from a we actually have a Adam. I don't know if you we we actually stretched New Jersey in some of our fan base. I don't know if you're aware of that, but um, oh. Zach from Randolph, New Jersey, coincidentally, all right, <laughs> asked the question. Said, "Do you still have the kids doing the week long retreat at the uh, high school where they sleep in the gym and then they're getting up at I think three a.m. <laughs> for calisthenics? Or was that a one time? Or do you still make your players do that?" Well. I wasn't able to – well, I couldn't do it this – I've been here three years, and so we had COVID, so we couldn't. But um, I did that at my at, at the first two places that, that I was at. Um, and But it was – it was I, I kind of – I started when I was at in Trenton um, because uh, I, I had planned on taking the kids to, to camp during the summer. So we we're going to go off to camp, and for whatever reason, to, towards it, when it got close to go, we didn't have the funding available to, to do it. And one of the things that I hated to do was I hated to say, all right, you're going to do something. And then you let the kids down. Now we're not going. So, mm-hmm. um, so we, we got, so we got pillows and and blankets and we just locked ourselves into the gym. Um, and, you know, and, and those guys got so close um, It made mm-hmm. it a really meaningful experience. So I tried to replicate that and did the same thing when I was at Randolph. Um, we spent three days together. 
where, you know, we, we, we get rid of all the outside noise. Um, we do things like wake up super early in the morning or, or late at night, whatever you want to call it, to get our advantage. You know, that's so we find we figured out what time it is in California. We figured that everyone is sleeping right now. So now we're going to work. Uh, but <laughs> it was uh, it was it was a great time um, that I had up there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I had a terrific experience at Randolph. And again, that was one of those things that I gave to those guys um, that uh, that we were able to do. And, you know, we ended mm-hmm. up having a really good season. I think we made it to the, to the semifinals that year, the playoffs. And uh, and, uh, and hopefully the, those guys had a good experience, too. Well, and letting the crowd, our fans in on the inside joke, the, the Zach from Randolph is actually my nephew. who played <laughs> But Zach had a great story that I couldn't fit into a question, but it just, if we could just tell it real quick, and I don't know if you remember this coach, but he, uh, you know, Zach, as we were talking, he's kind of quiet, mild mannered kid. And, uh, you know, but he, he really enjoyed playing his time playing football, but he didn't play a lot. But he said one day there was a meeting at the school with the football team and he says, he's like, you know, he's like, I was doing everything I was supposed to do. And I was, you know, and everything. And he said, we're sitting in there waiting for the meeting. And coach comes in and says, Zach, stand up. And Zach's like, you know, he's sweating. He's like, what did I do wrong? Coach is making me stand up in front of the coach or in front of the team. And he's like, he's like, I'm in trouble, you know, going all those places. What did I do? And he said, all you did was you got up to the front of the room and then turned around and said, nice shirt. And he realized he was wearing his Iowa Hawkeye shirt. <laughs> so here he was sweating. He thought he did something wrong, and you were bringing him. You were you were, you were complimenting him on his shirt in front of the team. So. Yeah, I get I get really <laughs> upset when these you know, and 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 that's one thing that we got to do a better job of. We got to do a better job with you know with, with the Iowa gear and stuff. We got to find a spot where we can get stuff out here. I mean, mm-hmm. I get so upset. Kids are wearing Penn State, and we got Wisconsin, and. <laughs> Michigan stuff out here. We got to do a better job, and I'll, I'll blame you guys. All right, I got, you guys got to do a better job of all making right. sure we get some of that stuff out here. That uh, works. You know, we just it's, it's it's difficult to get. So when I see a kid, I think I saw a bumper sticker the other day too. I almost tried to run up to him, and you know, it's almost like when I see someone from Iowa, it's like I got to know them some kind of way. You know? Yeah. Well, don't don't feel bad. We're the exact same way in Nebraska. We're not that far away, but oh, you, see, you see somebody with Iowa gear, and the first thing you say is, "Where are you from?" Because <laughs> yes. you know they're not from yes. here. Yeah, well, yes. we we're, we're right next to Iowa. And we still have that problem. We have to get the majority of our stuff online because I mean, yes. o- Omaha is really close. It's right on the border to Iowa, and you walk in there, and there's like one little section of Hawkeye stuff, and then a massive Creighton section, and a massive Husker section, and it's like there's tons of Hawkeye fans here, and it's we're living the struggle here as well. Yeah, my my, I think my senior year was the first time when we first time we played in Nebraska in a long time. That was before they even got into the conference. And yeah, I just remember you know coming out of coming coming out of the um, coming out of the locker room and seeing like holy cow, there's there's a lot of red. <laughs> I mean they yeah. they they yeah. travel well. They those, the Husker fans are are legit for sure. They're yeah. all around. Unfortunately for us, they're all around. But anyway, yeah. well, side no point. <laughs> but the last thing I kind of wanted to throw at you, you know, to, you, like you said, your first year under Coach Ferentz was a pretty bumpy, rough one. I mean, I think it was one win, you know, and those first couple of years were rough. And there was a lot of fans, I think, that were kind of down on, you know. And um, as you look back now, you know, 22 years later, and we always hear about leave the jersey in a better place. And even though you went through that season and it was a struggle, I mean, what do you look? How do you look back now at the program? What, how does it you feel about what you, the foundation you guys laid then for the next twenty years under Coach Ferentz? I mean, what what do you take some of the most pride in? You know, what, what are your thoughts on that? 
Uh, I just and, and I can start here. I, I think um, I want to say when he ran, won his first uh, Big Ten title, um, I got I got a little package in the mail and it was a rock. You know, coaches always talking about break the rock, break the rock, break the rock. Yeah. You now that was the no, that was the the first thing I was like, you know what, like. Um, I didn't necessarily agree with everything when I was there, and that's okay. You know, I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. have the the greatest experience as far as playing that year when I was there, and that's okay too. But when you when you look at it from the big picture, and especially that fact that I can look at it now as a coach taking over a program new and trying to you know kind of instill culture because that's what you do. You know, you're you're instilling culture, and Coach Ferentz's culture is different from Coach Fry's culture, and you know, as one of the few people that have been a part part of both. I can say that that both work, you know, and and they're different people, you know. I, I think my my relationship with with Coach Ferris was a little bit more transactional, and, and and that's okay. But you can, but like I said, his record speaks for itself. He's getting guys into the NFL and he's winning. Um, and, and at the end of the day, that's what he was hired to do. But um, I just have a ton of respect for him, um, and you know, it's great to see some of my teammates, um, you know, coaching alongside him, and and that's what. I think that's the most important thing. That's something that you don't see. You know, I, I don't know how many how many guys that are my age can look back and say, you know what, Iowa that is there now was the same Iowa that that I was there. So Coach Ferentz yeah. had a plan, um, he had a vision, and he implemented. It. And you know, and that's something that's extremely difficult to do. I mean, you, you need a lot of help in doing that. And you know, he's gotten the, he's gotten the support that he's needed. He's He's been able to get some, some have some really good assistant coaches that are there with him to to help him, you know, kind of lay that foundation, and, and and that's what he's done. So, um, and that's that's what I looking back, I you know, I would just have a ton of respect for that, and you know, and I really appreciate having been a part of it. Hmm. Well, Tariq, we have a ton of respect for you and appreciate everything you did as a Hawkeye. And it's awesome catching up with you to see where you're at now in life. I know Hawkeye fans are going to be really excited to to see this interview and see how well that you're doing. But thank you genuinely for taking time out of you know time with your family and out of your day to sit down and talk with us. I appreciate you guys so much. This is great, and I'll, and I'll be tuning in from now on too. So we got we got to get more guys out. From, we got to get more New Jersey guys to Iowa City, and yeah, you know, we got to do we got to do a better job of, and I have to do a better job of, you know, making sure wow. I'm able to get back. I haven't been able to get back in a while, so I'm. I, the good thing about being a head coach is sometimes you can kind of schedule some stuff and make it work. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to try to get out there. You do that, and uh, send any of your friends our way if they want to come on. You know, feel free to have them contact us. So we we we'll 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 take advantage of that New Jersey pipeline if it's available. So there you go, you got it. I appreciate <laughs> you guys so much. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks, Jerry. Go Hawks. Right, take care. Go, Hawks. go Hawks. All right. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.